All right, guys, selling in the HVAC and refrigeration industry. Very, very important part of the trade because if we don't sell, we don't make money, right? But we got to do this ethically and we have to do it where we provide a solution for a customer that relieves the customer's issue, takes that problem away. Let's talk about this real quick on the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Let's break it down like this. A system, it doesn't matter what size it is, gets newly installed. It could be a massive chiller. It could be a little residential unit. It could be a mid-size commercial rooftop. It doesn't matter what it is. When it gets installed, started up, and it's running properly, guess what? It's performing a certain way. Customer's happy. Everything's good. Now, over the course of time, we have a dip in efficiency. We have a dip in performance. We have a dip in the way the machine runs. Now, in order to fix that dip, there needs to be a correction made. And how do we make that correction? Well, we make that correction through inspection of the equipment and finding out what's wrong and bringing it back up as close to that day one performance level we can. We need to be highly educated to do this in most cases. We need to understand the refrigeration cycle. We need to understand airflow. We need to understand electrical. We need to understand thermodynamics and gas burners and heating and, and geothermal. It doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. If it's your niche, you need to understand it and understand it well so we can rectify the problem. All right. Now, selling is something that I haven't felt like I've done ever until recently. Until recently, I've kind of thought about it and go, hmm, yeah, you know what? I've been selling HVAC and refrigeration equipment, service, and parts for the last 20 some odd years. But I didn't feel like I was doing it. You know why? Because all I did was respond to service calls, maintenances, found issues, corrected them to bring the unit back as close as possibly could physically could to that day one performance level. And all I'm doing is reporting my findings to the customer, letting them know what they need to get that machine running properly. And most of the time it's, it's go ahead. Sometimes with newer customers, it's like, eh, but you educate them, you let them know why. Okay. Sometimes you got to twist their arm a little bit because the customer is not always right. I'm not one of those people that that stands by the customer is always right mentality because they're not. You have to educate them and let them know where they're going wrong. So once you fix that unit the first time, okay, and it's it's running and it's performing well and it's almost back to day one specs and the customer's super happy, guess what? You've just developed trust. You've just developed rapport. And that is so important in this industry. It's important in every industry, but it's important in in a service industry like this because sometimes the service industry gets a bad rap. So what have I done there? I've sold them what they need. I've sold them a solution, basically what I've done. Okay. There's a solution. Sorry, my phone's going off there. There's a solution that needs to be implemented to make the fix. So for the last 20 some odd years, I've been selling solutions to people or implementing solutions. Yeah, they got to pay money for it because there's value in that. There's a ton of value in, in, in what we do out there because we go through training, we pay for our tools. Um, we've bled, we've, we've sweat, we, we've cried (laughs) some of us. So there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, what do you call it? Um, 
sweat equity that goes into what we've done over the years. And yeah, there's value, so the customer has to pay. So basically what we've done is sold them a solution. Now, when you sell solutions day after day after day, and the solutions work, guess what you're developing, as I said? Trust, rapport with that customer. Now, if you show up to a customer for the very first time, you don't know them, they don't know you, um, you have to quickly develop that trust and rapport. Uh, and you're going to have to flash your education, not in a flashy way, but you're going to have to show that you're educated. You're going to have to show that you can provide a solution with options. And you're going to have to show that you can correct it. And once you do, there's going to be some trust built up. All right. Now, selling a maintenance contract to a customer is not shady. It's not, uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's very ethical to do so because everything needs to be, to be maintained as long as you're doing it in a fair manner and you're not overcharging and so on and so forth. And once you get your foot in the door with a maintenance contract and you keep those, that machine running well, and you build up a customer base of running of machines that are running well and performing well, you're going to get a good name for yourself. That name will spread. Okay. Sometimes quickly, sometimes very quickly, so fast that you can't keep up. And guess what? When, when somebody wants to replace a system where some of the big bucks lie, you're the first one they're going to go to because you have been maintaining, providing solutions, fixing their stuff and developed a relationship and a rapport with that customer. So selling's not walking through the door or it is, I guess, but that's shady and unethical selling to me is walking through the door, uh, not really being educated on what you're looking at and trying to sell new equipment right off the bat. That's not, that's not how you sell to me anyway. I'm going to tell you a story of, uh, of somebody that tried to do that to one of my friends, uh, more specifically, one of my wife's good friends. And I'll tell you how it ended up. So it was midsummer two, three years ago. And my wife comes over to me and she says, Oh, uh, so-and-so Sarah has, uh, her AC is not working. She wants to talk to you. And I said, okay, so I'll talk to her. We were, weren't around. We were kind of away, but I'm, I'll talk to her. So she told me that the AC wasn't working. It was freezing up. She called a, a quite a big residential company in the area to come out and look at it. Now what he determined, it was short of refrigerant. Okay. But what his solution was to her was the gas is illegal it's illegal now. It, it's, it's kind of obsolete or whatever. And you're going to need to replace the system. This was his solution. Now the gas wasn't illegal. It was R22. It was being phased out, but it was still available. Gas was still available. It's still available now. Okay. It's depleted, but it's still available and it's pricey, but it's still available. Right. And this was his solution. And when I heard that, I wanted to throw up in my mouth. Like this is a professional HVAC technician that works for a very large outfit coming by and pushing a sale on a single mother of two when he could have done a little bit more, provided uh, some options and, so and solutions to move forward. Now, I ended up going by and I did find it was short of gas, but he never even he never even put on the table that he could leak check it to find out where the leak was. So I did leak check it and the evaporator was, uh, it was porous, like corroded and it was leaking. 
So I put some R22 in it, but I also put some AC Smart Seal in it. You guys have heard me talk about it. You guys hear it off, off the top of the podcast, something I've been experimenting, uh, experimenting with for several years now. It's an oil-based product that doesn't clog and, and I'm very comfortable using it. So I put it in a couple years go by. The thing is still running, still running. Now, what did, what did that gentleman miss out on? What did he miss out on? Well, he missed out on going for the leak check. Okay, he could have made some some money because I'm sure he had his original diagnostic fee. Hey, yeah, it's out of gas. That's my diagnostics. It's out of gas. Um, but that was it. So, hey, man, we could leak check this thing, find out where the leak is and give you a better idea on, on what we can do. That didn't happen. If he did that and the charge was reasonable to leak check, I'm sure she would have done it because she needed AC. It was the middle of summer. Uh, she had people uh, coming to stay at her house and this was a bit of an, an emergency for her, right? Um, so he could have provided that information. He could have went down the path that I did. And guess what? He could have said, listen, the unit's old. The system's old. Have you thought about a maintenance contract maybe a couple of times a year just to make sure everything's good? So when the summer comes, when the hot peak of the summer comes, you know that the system is either going to be working or not. And if it's not, we can provide some solutions going forward. No, none, none, none of that was done. There's my phone going off again. None of that was done. Okay. But if he did that, and again, the price was reasonable for like a semi-annual maintenance and she agreed to it and he created that rapport and the company created that relationship. When it came time to replace, guess what? She would have called them. She would have called them because she is currently saving money to get that thing replaced. So now she's not going to call them. So the opportunity was lost to create a relationship and rapport with the customer. And you do this continuously on every call you go on. You are going to create a, a great name for yourself as somebody that can be relied upon, somebody that's knowledgeable, somebody that provides options and solutions for their customer and doesn't just force them down the sales funnel. That to me is unethical selling. And I just wanted to have this little short podcast on this because I'm telling you right now, like I said, I've never felt like I've been selling. I didn't work. I've never worked for a, uh, a company that gives out commissions. I've just went in, found what was wrong, wrote it down, got pricing from the supplier, made sure the parts were available, went to the customer, provided a solution. If they needed a quote, I had all the pricing already. Okay. Provided the solution, fixed the problem. Now there's, there's buildings I walk into. And when I say this needs to be done, they don't second guess. They don't give me a sideways glance. They don't even, they don't even blink. It's just, yep, just get it done. That's what creating rapport and a relationship does. And for instance, we are doing a massive, a massive job at one of these buildings that I take care of lifting up every piece of equipment on the roof. So the roofer can come in and do their thing and put it back down and make sure it's all running. We don't get stuff like that. We don't get jobs like that without providing quality service, providing solutions and the customer knowing that we're not going to try to gouge them every chance that we get. So going forward, guys, just think about this. 
Ethical selling is what? It's providing solutions. It's providing options. It's building relationships and rapport. So when that big opportunity does come, when the, the customer is ready to pull the trigger on that big opportunity, you're the one that's going to be there to collect it. Okay, that's how it's done. So any questions for me guys on this, I'm always available to chat as long as <laughs> I have enough time to answer all the, all the questions. Um, message me on Instagram, Gary at hvacknowitall.com, uh, Facebook Messenger, the HVAC Know It All app through the app. By the way, the HVAC Know It All app, if you guys haven't been on it, there's a bunch of great techs on there. We're, we're building up a, a really good community there of helping, sharing, no BS. And you can message me through there as well. So anyway, guys, that's it. No no, I didn't want to do, um, I, (laughs) it's funny because I have sponsors on this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Okay. That's just the way, that's just the way it goes. When, when you create something, um, sometimes people want to be part of that, uh, because they, they like what you're doing. But on this podcast, I wanted to go sponsor free and just give you a quick message to make sure that you guys are doing things as ethically as possible out there in the field. Happy HVACing.